Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Another week, another episode of the 929 podcast from Fiverr.com with me, your host, Ishan Akbar. This is the podcast where I interview entrepreneurs who can help to give your business or your brand a massive boost. Our guest this week is the CEO of the largest vitamin company in the UK, Vitabiotics. He's been responsible for leading the company to become the number one bestseller for vitamins in the UK. It's Tej Lalvani. Now, if you've heard that name before, you might be thinking, where have I heard it? He's also a dragon on the UK TV program, Dragon's Den. And in this episode, we're going to talk about knowing how and when to scale your business. So, Tej, tell us, what is the lesson you want to share with us today? Great. So, basically, the lesson I'd like to share is knowing how and when to scale your business. Right. Now, tell us a bit more about what that means, because I feel like the how and the when are two massively different things. When it comes to how, there's obviously certain things that you can do to be able to scale your business. But also, the important point is when do you really scale your business? Is your business ready to be scaled at this point? Because sometimes if you scale too quickly, you pretty much could go bankrupt or it could fall apart. So I think understanding those key metrics in your business about is it the right time? Have you got things working correctly? And then knowing when to step on the gas to turbocharge it, essentially. In terms of your experience of scaling a business, did it come from you just knew straight from the beginning how to do it? Or were there some mistakes that you made along the way? There were definitely mistakes. And I think the key... You know, being a family business, the key thing that we've always wanted to do was to try and improve the health of people's lives in a natural way. And, you know, once you see the research, what it can do, the products, you're really excited about sharing that and creating new products that are going to work in different categories. And I think the, the moment of scaling really came when we had certain competitors in our industry, especially in the UK, if you look at Seven Seas and Adagen, they were our real competitors and there were three, four X our sales. And, you know, mentally I thought, okay, we need to be number one. How do we get mm. to number one? And that meant mm. how do we scale essentially? Is there a particular data set or data point or something that is always consistent with any kind of scaling that you need to have this in order to even begin thinking about scaling your business? Well, I think there's certain things you need to get in place. Like first, you need to lighten your business, get rid of things that, that are taking too much of time. Activities are not really productive. You know, maybe somebody else could do that better, whether it's manufacturing or outsource, logistics, warehouse, get outside expertise to help you in that. You want to sort of keep your business very simple so that when you scale it, it doesn't get complicated, right? And of course, mm. scaling does cost money. So have your funding in place, whether it be whether you've got loans, whether you've got equity coming in, because you don't want to run out of cash in the middle of scaling. And then I think have some core business values because you want to maintain that when you grow in terms of culture or mission statement in your business that you really want to do. And that should be clear as a goal today as it was in the beginning. 
Has there been a time in your career where you scaled and thought, oh, that's not quite worked and then had to scale back? Yeah. So I'll give you a sort of relatively recent example. We were planning to launch in the US. We were working, I was working for a couple of years on a deal with with Walgreens, the US largest pharmacy chain in the US for distribution. And traditionally, that's how, you know, the business was built as to building relationships with retailers to launch into different markets. So it took me a while to do the deal, three years to get the terms I wanted. And we were about to launch in 7,000 stores. For a moment, I thought, is it the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Firstly, the US market is huge. I was thinking really, I, I wish actually I would, in a, such a huge market, I could launch online instead, test it, and then build the brand. But it felt like it was too good opportunity now to get this deal with Walgreens. But what happened was, there was a lot of competition in in America, firstly. And secondly, I found a challenge in terms of building and marketing a market so big nationally. You know, how do you how do you really do that cost effectively? So I sort of uh, said, okay, fine, you know, let it sell through. And then I'll relaunch online digitally, which is what I've done. And that's growing very well now. So I think that was a mistake that was, I sort of got carried away thinking, wow, I can scale like that in 7,000 stores nationally, but was it the right strategy? By the time I got the deal agreed, things had changed in the market. And that's why you need to keep a pulse on what's happening around you. What an interesting example, because I think for a lot of listeners, they'll be interested to hear that scaling a business is about more than just where you put another shop, right? What do you wish someone had told you before you started expanding the first time around, before the first kind of scaling out i think sometimes you get carried away with the opportunity and you think mm. well right the us is a huge market it's 20x uk you know so all i need to do is get my product in store it's going to sell but no you know there's a lot more to it it's about how you build a brand internationally which you know we've done successfully in 80 90 countries worldwide it's very different cultures in different countries i think the better approach would have been direct to consumer because it was about the time when things started to really take off in that arena Right. So in terms of the practicalities of scaling your business, in terms of getting the right people on board, in terms of the hires you make, do you do that before you start the scaling program or after? I think it's important to identify the areas you need to be, need to be recruiting in and what sort of roles you need to fulfill as your company grows and map that out so that when it comes to the time you're recruiting, but always be a bit ahead of the curve so that because it does take time to recruit people they have their own notice periods etc so but i think I have a plan of which departments need to be scaled accordingly and at which point you need to have what departments with with the right staff in there you don't have to hire everyone beforehand because obviously that's going to be too expensive and it's going to be sitting there so i would suggest obviously be ahead of the curve but build it gradually as you're scaling at the same time what advice would you give to someone who listens to this episode and says I've been thinking about scaling my business. I need to take an immediate next step. What would that step look like for you? What would you want them to want to consider as soon as they finish listening to this episode? Well, first I get back to the fact that have a working business model. There's no point wanting to scale just where you are thinking, because if you're actually losing money or if, you're, if your acquisition cost is really high, you need to figure that out to get that down. And once you've sorted all that out and you know, okay, if I do just more of what I'm doing, I know I'm going to make a lot more money and it's going to be get a lot more market share. So that really is the key. And you've got to test it so that if you're putting in X and you're getting in Y, if you're putting in 4X, 
you should be also getting four Y, not one Y or two Y, you know, as you put more money and you don't want to be getting a lower um, ROI. So that needs to be figured out and calculated. And of course, have the right infrastructure and the support, because if you grow too fast and you can't provide the right customer service, for instance, to people coming in, it's going to be a disaster. And, you know, you're going to lose that potential business in future. So have your, your customer service right. Build the right relationships with your retailers or your clients for the long term and your suppliers, because if you want to grow with them, they've got to provide you the right sort of product or service that you need to be able to grow your business. And, and then start focusing on the strategic things that are really going to get you growth. And experiment with different things, because to really sidestep and to collaborate with other types of businesses to be able to get the exposure could, could give you that big, massive result to be able to scale the business. So always start thinking in parallel at the same time. But to do that, you need to free up some of this day-to-day stuff that you're doing by getting somebody else to do it if you need to, because you can't physically keep doing it, whether it's customer services or whether it's, you know, pick and packing yourself. So get those things to other people to outsource, essentially, to simplify your role. Well, Ted, thank you so much for your time on 929. Really enjoyed speaking to you. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. What an interesting chat with Tej. He really highlighted the importance of getting into the nitty-gritty of your business to understand whether you're ready and in a position to start embarking on growth. I think sometimes businesses and brands, they think about pace so much, they forget to make sure that everything is in order before they start embarking. 929 is a part of the Fiverr family, and Fiverr is the digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to see you again soon. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.